Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Chris, we've talked a lot about this game today, not just about the quarterbacks and how they match up with Herbert and Mahomes. We've also talked about what could potentially hold these teams back from making a real long Super Bowl challenge. But one aspect of this AFC West that I think is getting a little bit overlooked, and it struck me the other day, these teams are going to spend a lot of time this year beating the daylights out of each other. Yeah. Tonight, listen, we saw it a, a little bit last week with the Raiders Chargers, but tonight's really the first one of a of a group among these four teams in the West where I I cannot help but wonder if the Buffalo Bills are really aided by that. Because if you look at their schedule, they've only got one of these teams uh during the regular season and that's the Chiefs. They've got the Chiefs here coming up in a couple of weeks, I believe. Mm -hmm. But the rest of their schedule, they're playing the AFC East. It it strikes me that there could almost be some attrition among these teams from taking uh, so much out, facing stiffer competition more often because of the division that they're in. I don't see it that way at all. Actually, I look at it on the opposite end of the spectrum. Iron sharpens I, iron. Absolutely. I mean, if you're playing closely contested games in your division, you got you six division games, and they're all one possession games. That only seasons you and gets you ready for playoff caliber football. And Carlin, we talk about the different game speeds. I know a lot of people say preseason is one speed, the regular season is another speed, the playoffs is another speed. What they fail to bring up, those division games are just a little bit faster. They're not quite a playoff game, but it's not a regular season game either because there are no state secrets between those teams. You know the schemes. You know all the actors. It's about getting after it. It's a level of intensity that you just don't have for your run-of-the-mill regular season game. And so when you have a division that's loaded like the AFC West, I think it only is going to help to improve all of those teams, all of those players as the season wears on. So once they get to the playoffs, if they're healthy, and that's a big if, you're talking about a team that's going to be ready to go. Whoever that, wins that division is going to be a problem once we get to the postseason. But that's my that's my point. I'm wondering if those games are going to be a little bit more physical, a little bit of more. Of course they're going to be more uh, okay. physical. A little bit more exhausting, both mentally and physically. Sure. And I wonder if that takes a little something extra out of these teams that are all very good, but I think a team in the Buffalo Bills that we all think is markedly better. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who did you think the best division in football was last year? <sighs> Boy. Because <sighs> I would have said the NFC West. The NFC West, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Who was the number one seed in the NFC last year? Yeah, I get it. Who was it? It was, uh, what? It was the Rams. It was the Rams? Was it the Rams? No, I thought it was the Green Bay Packers. No, the it was Rams. the Packers. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're right, of course. The Packers, right? Yeah. Okay, what happened when the Packers, Packers played an in, in NFC West team? Yeah. They got they, they lost. They lost to the 49ers. Exactly. They yep. got beat up. What happened in that game once once the Rams got to Tampa Bay? What happened in that game? The Rams took care of them. Exactly. 
Yeah. All I'm simply saying is when you start looking at those tough divisions and you get, you know, two or three playoff teams out of one division, I mean, those teams usually are prepared once we get to games where everybody in the game is good. Like when you start talking about a game in a playoffs where both teams are really, really good, both teams are fundamentally sound, both teams have competent quarterback play. You need to win within the margins. If you've been doing that within your division the entire season, you're more prepared for that than a team that had a cakewalk through theirs like you saw the Green Bay Packers the last three years. But let me ask you this question, though. Do any of us think that the Bills are not better than the Packers were last year? I think the Bills are I think a the lot Bills better. Are, than I think, the, I think you can make an argument that the Bills are the most talented team in football. They're yeah. returning a top five offense and a top ten, top but five here's, defense here's from a year point. ago. Here's my point. If I put the Bills in the AFC West, they'd still win the division. Uh, no, they'd still win. Uh, are the Bills better than all four of those teams? Yeah, listen, man, I, I, you're underselling how good Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are. You really are. No, I don't think I am when you're, I say You're that underselling those, it. You're I, underselling it. Uh, well, look, I just took their best offensive weapon off the team outside of the quarterback, and I'm a believer in Patrick Mahomes. And, look, the Chiefs may still end up winning the West. I personally believe that the Chargers will, but the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. My point is that Buffalo team, top to bottom, is the deepest team in football and the best team in football. Very, very Let me say it this way. It's a good collection of talent, but the best players don't always make the best team. The best team always win. That's something that Bill Parcells used to always preach. And based on what I've seen in the four-plus years with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, they have proven themselves to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in football over that span. So I, I that's why I'm hesitant to say if you parachute the Bills in the AFC West, they're going to cakewalk with the division. I didn't say it's cakewalk. A, it's I a said hypo- they'd win Listen, the division. It's a hypothetical that we'll never be able to prove. But all I'm simply saying is this. When you have those competitive games within your division, that sets you up to be ready to go once you get to the postseason. Look, the other thing, too. there's some, Listen, Carlin, and this is something that we haven't talked about a lot on this show. Yeah. There's a learning curve when it comes to figuring out how to win close games in this league. Mm-hmm. I don't is. doubt that. You got to figure it out. It's not. It's not always easy. You got to grind when you're down, when you're facing adversity, when you're up against it. You got to have this quiet confidence about yourself that you can get it done. When you saw what Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs did to the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round last year, thirteen seconds left on the clock, Carlin. Toss to Tyreek Hill, toss to Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker, 50-yard field goal. Away we go into overtime, and the rest is history. There is a learning curve to figuring out how to win closely contested games. The Kansas City Chiefs got that. They know how to do it. They got that lesson in 2018 when Tom Brady rolled into the arrowhead in the AFC Championship game. They figured it out. Okay, well, it didn't necessarily benefit them last year. No, well, you say it didn't benefit them last year, but they got to the championship game. They they, they, they hosted the championship game. They've hosted, what, three straight championship games? Yeah. So, I mean, they still like, lost it pretty close. No, well, here's, here's what I'm saying. It doesn't always work out, but they know how to win close games. Mm-hmm. And all I'm simply saying is the Buffalo Bills got to figure that out. I don't know that they've already done that. And their division is doing them no favors in terms of figuring that out this regular season. I I, I don't buy for a second that it's going to work against them. Okay. I don't buy that it's going to All right. So if I, if, let, let me just put it to you this way, all right? If we rematched that game today and we put Buffalo and Kansas City together 
for a hypothetical AFC championship game? I'm sorry, four straight AFC championship games. Yeah. They've hosted four straight, not yeah. three straight, four okay. straight. They still lost it last year. Four. Listen, they, I know. They, know they hosted four straight AFC championship games. And they won two of them. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. And they won two of them. Listen, it's not a knock on the Chiefs to say that the Bills are a better team. If you, I'm have... not saying they're a better. They're not. They, they had Carlin. We got to stop saying that. They got better talent, yes. top to bottom. That doesn't make them a better team. Let me ask you that this doesn't. question. Just answer this. Listen, question. the Dallas Cowboys in 2007 had better talent than the New York Giants. I wouldn't argue. We that. lost the damn playoff game yep. on the Giants on the way to winning the Super Bowl. Better talent doesn't mean you're a better team. You got to put it all together. I've seen the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid do that. I have yet to see the Buffalo Bills do that at a level where we can call them a true championship contender. I am not betting against the Bills in a game, even if the game was in Kansas City for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Uh-huh. If they were playing an AFC championship game in Kansas City this year, mm-hmm. and it's Buffalo in Kansas City, give me the Bills. And I know that they lost last year. Give me the bill. They lost the last two years to the yeah, Chiefs in the I playoffs. understand. Okay. But I, and but I was, you referenced specifically how they lost this past year. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still riding with the Bills. And I don't think it – I get completely what you're saying. Mm. I just wonder, at that time of year, has it taken its toll at all when you have that – Constant battle. We just saw it. We, we've seen it, Colin. I gave you practical examples of I it. Just, I'm talking about inside the division. That's all. Yeah, I know you're talking about that. I wonder how it could po- possibly affect you negatively. Mm. That's all. Okay. If you're telling me it doesn't, I'll, I'll believe I, it. I'm, t- I'm telling you it helps you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. How could I forget the Packers uh, basically blowing it to the 49ers? I didn't even mention that they had an awful special teams for Pete's sake. Awful. God awful. Awful. Uh, we have much more to do in getting you ready for tonight with the Chiefs and the Chargers. But up next, if you haven't heard the very latest in Tom Brady and the drama that has been surrounding his uh, training camp and offseason – There's a little new nugget today that we have to share with you. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You miss Canty and Carlin. So there's more, I don't want to call it drama, but maybe some more context, if you will, to Tom Brady and 
potentially his departure, how it all plays in. What are we talking about here? Carlin, you're being completely vague here. Let me clear it up for you. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So we know that earlier in the week, the comments from Giselle Bunchen to Elle Magazine uh, came out, and keeping in mind that the interview that she did with uh, Elle Magazine was prior to Tom's 11-day vacation from training camp. Mm-hmm. And these were the comments. Obviously, I have my concerns in reference to him going back to play football. It's a very violent sport, and I have my children, and I would like him to be more present. I have definitely had those conversations with him over and over again, but ultimately, I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy, too. Okay, so that's what she said on the record. Mm-hmm. This was in People Magazine this week. A source. So take that for whatever it's worth to you. This is a source, unnamed, saying this to people about the Brady-Giselle situation at home. Quote, from the source. She doesn't hate that he's playing football, but she sure hates the way he handled the retirement and coming back. He knows that, and he's doing what he can to smooth things over. He does know that this is his last season if he wants to stay married, end quote. Wow. That is spicy, big fella. All right. Again, that is... A source saying that to People Magazine. Yeah. So it's you know, we can't take it as fact, but you could certainly speculate that when Tom had to step away for 11 days, it's possible that this whole situation with Giselle had something to do with it. It's and we, possible. And we knew there was some friction yes. there because Giselle throughout the years has talked about the toll that football has played on her husband physically, but then also the fact that it takes him away from the family for such a big period of time throughout the years. And so I think I can understand where she would be coming from, and I also understand why we're starting to get this introspective, overly emotional Tom Brady and why he's being fully transparent, because this is what's happening in his life. You know, he stepped to that podium when he got back after his 11-day absence, and he said, I'm 45, I got a lot, I got a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, he didn't use the word stuff. So mm-hmm. all I'm simply saying is this, like, I get what's going on, the internal struggle between wanting to be there for your wife and your family, but also wanting to fulfill your passion for playing football. Because, Carlin, you got to remember this. There is only a finite period of time that you can be a professional athlete. You know, And once it's done, it is done. You can't go back and do it again. It's not like other jobs or other professions in the world, like once you're done with being a professional athlete, you are done. And so I can understand why Tom Brady would have a hard time walking away, especially when he's still playing so well. This is a guy over the last two years that's thrown for 83 touchdowns. Carlin, he led the league in passing last year. Mm-hmm. I get why he doesn't want to walk away. Think about it. If you're really good at something, do you want to walk away? Do you not want to do it anymore? No. If you're really good at something, you just want to keep doing it. But here's the problem with that. It comes at a sacrifice from your family. And based on what we're reading in this article, what Giselle has said on the record, what sources behind the scenes are saying, you get the push and pull that's going on with Tom Brady. And so when I hear his comments post-game after the Dallas Cowboys win, I don't hear a guy that's wavering in his commitment to the game of football and to his teammate. 
I hear a guy that's weighing the cost of playing this year and the toll that that's going to have on his family. See, I think those two things are kind of intertwined for the first time. Because yes. here, if, yes. I'm, if I'm reading this situation correctly, again, my speculation based on all of this and based on what's happened so far, if Tom made the decision to come back without really consulting Giselle, mm-hmm. then in a marriage, no matter the situation, that is an exceptionally dicey thing to do. I mean, that that's asking for trouble. Now, you explained earlier, I thought, really well how the athlete thinks in this and how, because it's such a finite thing and it's really all you've ever known and you're still doing it at a high level, how you could go and do that. The problem here is this. Tom, in deciding to come back, probably, it, it sounds like he never considered what the impact on everybody else is. When it's no longer just what the impact is on you. It's how it affects everybody else, and obviously that's Giselle and their kids in this situation. And now, when I hear his comments, I'm hoping, I'm saying this is not too convoluted. When I hear his comments, like he said with Jim Gray the other night, where it takes so much to play and there's so many things going on and all this kind of stuff, I think for the first time, he's realizing what his actions will do to affect the other people in his life Mm -hmm. and what his decisions will do to affect the other people in his life. And she says, we've had these conversations over and over again, but it feels like when she said that, He's saying it after the fact. But here's the other thing that you have to consider, Carlin, and and this is a part of the psyche of the professional athlete. I don't have all of these things in my life unless I have football. You understand what I mean? Like all of the things that I have going on, all of the, the privilege that I am able to enjoy, the privilege that my family is able to enjoy, hell, you could probably make an argument if Tom Brady's not Tom Brady playing football, he doesn't have Giselle Bunchen as his wife. So think about that. Walking away from that is tough. That's hard to do. And uh, and everybody's got to do it at some point, and everybody's got to make their own decision. Usually the game of football tells you when that happens. But Tom Brady, because of him being able to defy the odds in Father Time, he can make that decision on his own terms. The only problem with that is because he's played so long, it's cost his family a whole lot. And so now he's dealing with the realities of that and that's not something that's easily, easily, you're not easily to square that. I, and It's not and easy to square you, that. You hinted at this earlier. It, it basically said it, it. It's not always able to compartmentalize that for guys who are on the field. No. That it can affect, it can affect where your head play. is at. And I have to be honest. I feel like for the first time, that's what's going to happen this year with Tom. And we've seen a little bit of it already. A little bit already. Can't dismiss it, Carlin. I can't dismiss it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. My friends, Patrick Mahomes was just fine in his first game without Tyreek Hill. So what's he going to do for an encore tonight? We will take a hard look at Chargers and Chiefs coming up in just a little bit. Right now, Chris has this from FanDuel. Kickoff football season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. 
to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't fumble your bag or your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Only five. <laughs> That's the Chiefs Radio Network last week in their win. Well, no, in their trouncing of the Arizona Cardinals. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On Twitter, at ChrisCanty99, at ChrisCarlin. This is a question that has been floating around all week. And I've been personally wrestling with it a little bit. And I can't answer it. This is one of those questions, Chris, that I think I will be able to better answer three weeks from now than tonight. Mm. Can the Chiefs actually be better without Tyreek Hill? I think they have an opportunity to be better because Pat Mahomes is better. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And I had a chance to talk to Dominique Foxworth on Get Up yesterday, and I asked him, like, I mean, Tyreek Hill, is he the most dangerous receiver in the National Football League? And he, he said something that surprised me. He said, back in the day when people would ask me who the most dangerous receiver was, I would always say the guy catching passes from Peyton Manning. And we're starting to see Pat Mahomes get into that rarefied air where he's understanding defenses pre-snap. He's got the ability to go through his progression, and he hits his back foot, and he's letting the ball go. And all you got to do, if you want to really dig deep and find out exactly what's happening, look at the average snap-to-throw time for the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 1. It was 2.55 seconds. That was sixth best in the NFL. Last season for the Kansas City Chiefs, The average snap-to-throw time was 2.86 seconds, which was 24th in the NFL. So what does that say? Pat Mahomes is not being reliant on second reaction plays looking for bombs downfield. What he's doing is trusting the play design and the sequencing of the play calling by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, and he's reading the progression, and he's getting the ball out on time. And that means that there's a lot of high-percentage completions in there, and if you looked at the heat map against the Arizona Cardinals, They made a living taking those throws in between the numbers, Carlin. I mean, 10 to 15 yards in between the numbers, that's where they live. Pat Mahomes had 30 completions on Sunday. 22 of them were in between the numbers. So if he's making those kind of throws, then it's going to be tough to be able to slow them down. So that's one of the other things that we've got to watch in tonight's game. The underneath coverage from the linebackers and the safeties 
of the Los Angeles Chargers. Can they make those throws underneath more tight windows throws and be more disruptive from Pat Mahomes? I don't know that they can because Pat Mahomes is that good. Uh, yeah, and he makes it feel like those throws in particular are unguardable. He I makes show, it feel I, that I way. showed you that throw in the break. Yes. It's an impossible throw. Yeah. And, 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 makes and, it and that was routine. one a little bit further down the field, but again, it's the same kind of thing. It's in between the numbers. Yeah. Though. Exactly. Exactly, and it they feel unguardable. And look, Travis Kelsey's a tremendous player. He obviously helps. Yeah. But I look at these guys, and I know how dynamic Tyreek Hill is. It just got me to think back and wonder, would Tyreek Hill have turned into this player without Patrick Mahomes? Would Tyreek Hill have gotten this contract? Because if you remember, at the beginning of Hill's contract, he was really more of a returner than becoming this level of receiver. And I'm not trying to take anything away from I don't know that Tyreek Hill would be the player he is today without Pat Mahomes. I believe that Pat Mahomes would be every bit of the quarterback that he is today without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Because Andy Reid, all he does is develop quarterbacks. That's all he does, Carlin. And, and Chris, look at this. Like, think about that. So he got him. All right. Hill's a great player. Yes. I'm not going to take that away from him. We can't say that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is more explosive without Tyreek Hill. No, but I can say that maybe Tyreek Hill, in addition to the 2% he's paying his agent, ought to cut off a little slice for Patrick. Well, that's, well that's here, all here's, the, here's the interesting thing. Because I'm going to look at Juju this year, and I'm going to look at Marquez Valdez-Scandling, both of whom signed shorter-term contracts, and I'm willing to bet that after this year or next, at least one of them is going to cash in. And here's, the at thing, least and here's the thing, Carlin. Let me say this about Tyreek Hill. And that's what they're thinking, too. Having a weapon like that can almost work against Pat Mahomes in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is this. The confidence that he's been able to build up in terms of relying on Tyreek Hill to hit the home run can get you to play outside of the structure of the offense, which might not necessarily lend itself to being consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always looking to hit the home run but meanwhile, what's happening to your batting average? But you know, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now, when you look at what Pat Mahomes is forced to do because he doesn't have a guy like Tyreek Hill, he's got to play within the structure. He's got to he's got to understand the scheme, understand the defense that he's looking at, and get the ball to the right receiver. And what's happening is the ball is coming out on time, and the receivers have catch and run opportunities. And I think that's what makes this Kansas City Chiefs offense tough to defend this year because he's going to be spraying it around to a lot of guys. Nine different receivers caught passes from Pat Mahomes against the Cardinals. Six of them had three or more catches. Yeah. How do you defend that, Carlos? You don't. You can't. And I, I'm even when he improvises and makes a play down the field, and you're referencing that with Tyreek Hill, yeah. I feel like he does it in responsible ways. Yeah. He doesn't put the ball that much in harm's way. Sure. It's not always about get on the field and make a play, go up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. Like that even is special to me. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. This is why I really don't feel like there's going to be much of a drop-off at all. I don't either. Yeah. I'm I better. Either. I don't know about that, but easily as good? Yeah. No, I, I don't think there's any question. Now. We have covered this before. Last night, we came up a bit short in our parlay. Tonight, we're going to ride the hot hand. and that ride, We're rolling and doling, baby. We are rolling and doling. Aaron Dolan gave us a couple of picks earlier. We're going to tie them in with one more little prop, and we got a special 
play of the day coming for you in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I'll tell you, for whatever reason, this number continues to come and haunt Matt Ryan. We've seen it a couple of other times already, Mm -hmm. but how about this? Mm. So Matt Ryan just became the eighth quarterback in NFL history to hit 60,000 career passing yards. Congrats to Matty Eyes. Hey, that's significant. No doubt. that is Even in today's pass-happy world, that is significant. Now, every ball in the NFL is numbered. The ball that he used for the milestone is now in Canton, as it should be, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The number of the ball is 328. (laughs) Think about it for a second. I don't have to think long. You don't, but 28 to 3? Or three, three, to three to twenty-eight. Three to twenty-eight. When they mounted their comeback yeah. over the Atlanta Falcons in you Super Bowl fifty-one. Like, can a brother get a break? Man, <laughs> Honestly, get I'm me away you. from it. I am telling you, that will forever live in infamy. The largest comeback in Super Bowl history, the only overtime game in Super Bowl history, and you find yourself on the losing end of it. It really is incredible. I, I mean, just you're talking about having an MVP season and then having it capped with that. That's that's heartbreaking. That's gut wrenching. And now I'm sorry, got the ball the, is actually number two eighty three. It's two eighty three. So it's just straight so twenty eight to three. Same, same thing. thing. We were up twenty eight to three right. when I blew the lead against the New England Patriots. Right. Congratulations. Twenty two eighty three. Twenty eight to three. You know, I have to say, what was the turning point for you in that game? To me, it was the Dante Hightower strip sack. To me, that was the play where I was like, they might actually do this. Yeah. It, it just kind of continued for me when they just kept chosen to not – I kept choosing to not defend bo- James White a little tighter and not run the ball as much. The Julian Edelman catch in that game, too. That yeah. was incredible. Like, I don't know how he kept that ball off the turf. That was that was a hell of a play, too. It was. It was. Yeah. I, I For as much as, like, we joke about me being negative about things, I have such a soft spot for the guys – who will constantly be associated with just something on that level of collapse or mistake. Like, I will always have a soft spot for Matt Ryan knowing he has to live with that one. What about the 1986 Mets? Oh, I, I, Bill Buckner. Bill I Buckner. Have a hor- I have, will always have a soft spot for him. He's passed away now, but boy, he, you know... Bill Buckner was a really good player, and he's yeah. out there on two bad legs and never should have been in the field to begin with. He should have been a defensive replacement, and yet there he is. I mean, I I always have a soft spot for those guys associated with bad moments. Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. 
Last night, we had the Rays on the road and the under up in Toronto. Well, we hit the under. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's a parlay, a 5-1 win for the Toronto Blue Jays, so we lost that. That was a losing one. I give that to you. But tonight, I am confident that we have a winner because mostly I didn't pick it. (laughs) Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Aaron Dolan, who is ESPN's betting analyst and joins us every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, came on earlier. And she has, in particular, really been on a hot streak when it comes to prop bets. Now, tonight, uh, Roland and Dolan is what we are calling it now. Yes. Because if you have followed her lately, you are rolling in some dough. Now... Tonight, Aaron has the Chargers money line, which is plus 175. She likes the Chargers on the road a lot tonight, and she also has Mahomes throwing an interception. She didn't tie them together. These are just two different things that she had. Mm -hmm. So for our play tonight, we will incorporate Aaron's picks, and we will incorporate one more. We will go, and when I say we... I'm on the Chargers money line tonight. Yes. Because Canty is not on board with this. <laughs> well, I'm on board with the show doing it. You so. want us to do well, but at the same time, you don't think that's what's going to happen. You well, think yeah. Well, either way, win. I win, right? Right. Because either I'm making that's a money. That's can't I, lose I, I'm making money for our listeners. Or you're or torturing us. I told you so. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's called a Canty can't lose game. There you go. Exactly. So it is a little parlay. Chargers money line. Mahomes anytime interception. Justin Herbert over one and a half touchdowns. Three-leg parlay. There we go. And that, on Caesar Sportsbook, pays you at plus 430. By the way, a little late-breaking news. J.C. Jackson is officially active tonight. Here we go. So there you have it. Here we go. Chargers money line. Herbert over one and a half touchdowns. Mahomes anytime interception. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Now I am not a big time tennis guy, but Roger Federer retired today. Mm-hmm. Announced he's retiring uh, coming up after the Labor Cup. Twenty career Grand Slams, and there was a period. Maybe about 10 years ago where it was pretty clear he was going to be the best of all time. Yeah. And then Djokovic is probably going to pass him uh, as that. But right now, Nadal has the most Grand Slams, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, The one thing I'll say is this is just a weird thing, but I happened to be uh, overseas in Switzerland one summer. My wife and I took a trip. And Federer... Fancy you. Well, kind of. But, like, it wasn't really fancy. I mean, it was just chocolate and cheese there. You don't have to twist my arm. Anyway. um, (laughs) Federer is from Switzerland. And this was during uh, Wimbledon. It was like the biggest celebrity in the world is playing. And every person in this little town was locked on on all of the little TVs in this bar. Mm-hmm. And every point are going nuts for the guy. Really? It was insane. That is super cool. Yeah, it was one of the best sports things I've ever seen. You got seen. the whole country 
behind yes. you. They all got your back. Like, that is awesome. He was. It's not like even like a soccer team. Yeah. It was just this guy is it's their him. guy. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is it. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's dope. Yeah. Congrats to Roger Federer. And awesome, a very classy awesome guy. career. Incredibly classy yeah. guy. Uh, jersey worn by Michael Jordan. Game one of the 98 NBA Finals. So his last finals has sold for $10.091 million through Sotheby's. So $10,091,000. Correct. Okay. That surpasses the $9.28 million that was paid in May for Diego Maradona's Hand of God jersey from the 86 World Cup. Okay. What's the what's the most you would pay for anything sports memorabilia related? Zero dollars. Nothing. No. Have no interest. I'm not paying for sports what's memorabilia. What's the best piece that you have? Uh, the best that piece doesn't that involve I, you. That doesn't involve me. Um, what do I have? I don't really have a lot of sports. I mean, I got some jerseys from guys that I played with, guys that I played against. So that's probably what I would say. Okay. Like like jerseys, like jerseys from, you know, guys that I played with in college, guys that I played with in the NFL, um, jerseys with guys that I played against. So that would be the coolest thing I got. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably I wouldn't I probably wouldn't pay more than five hundred bucks for something. Yeah. But I got a couple things. I yeah. got a couple things. Now, sports experiences, I will pay for that. Yes. Like this Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford fight that's supposed to be happening in November. Hello. You're into that. I'll pay for that. You know, I've never been to a fight. I haven't either, but we about to find out. Maybe we should go. <laughs> we about to, to find it out. out. I would, I would I tell you what, I'd be into it because I've yeah. heard the experience is nuts. Yeah. And then finally, Steve Young told the San Francisco Chronicles' Michael Silver, let's not dance around the truth. Trey Lance has got nearly an impossible job. How many bodies have broken trying to do what he's doing? Death or glory, right? And it's 95% death. I got to be honest with you. This job, meaning the 49ers quarterback, has always been a Super Bowl or bust job. Let's admit it. It's a high-wire act for anybody. Trey's goal right now, don't hold the team back. Okay, Steve Young, way to paint a pretty picture, (laughs) a rosy picture there. I mean, dear God, death or glory, right? And it's 95% death. He's how talking grim, about him and How Montana? grim can you be? Oh, my Come Lord. Come on, Steve Young. Listen, I know. Give the guy some hope. He's had all the back injuries and all that stuff. I think he's partially talking about that, too, and the Montana injuries he's, that he He's had. basically said he's going to have to be Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. Quarterback <laughs> the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Uh, he also my added. Goodness. He also added that the presence of Jimmy Garoppolo does not change the job, and that Lance or any quarterback is, quote, not going to make it anyway if it affects him. <laughs> wow. 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 Trey Lance, I'm rooting for you, brother. We leave the Bounce show at nice week two. Nice little pick-me-up from Steve Young on the way out. Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.